honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on thesportstuff.com. And now, your host, Paladino Joey. Logan Timberwolves fans, are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Timberwolves Explosion is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podman, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Audible, <laughs> Stitcher, Double Twist. Thank you always for downloading and listening. Maybe I say that too much, but oh, what the heck. It's fun. It's fun to mention all the different applications that are out there, and there's always even more. Pretty cool, but great to have you on board once again today. Thank you so much. Windy, blustery, mostly cloudy Friday morning here in Golden Valley, Minnesota, at least for myself. And the Timberwolves, well, we we obviously we have a new coach. We talked about that on Monday. Now we get to see how things are going. But since the last show, the Timberwolves played four games, and guess what? All losses. But what'd you expect? It was just gonna—he was just gonna wave a magic wand and we're gonna win them all. Okay, no, maybe not. Ryan Saunders actually coached half of the games, so that's the real reason we lost. Because Ryan Saunders, you know, it's, it's all Ryan's fault. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe indirectly, but partially. You—you—you you, you got what you wanted, right? You got what you wanted. No, it's okay. I understand. It was justifiable in a lot of ways. Uh, at least he got to be with his wife when they had the birth of their second child, rather than being in Milwaukee getting stomped on. <sighs> after starting well and then, you know, it was another run of like 9 billion points and same old story. But the, the good news is, at least with Chris Finch, there's a possibility Carl Anthony Towns' success is going to really take off. Uh, sounds, sounds like a good fit for Carl Anthony Towns' style of game and for, and for big men in general, which that makes me smile in a big way. So I may end up being a huge fan of Chris Finch's as we move forward. We'll talk about the games and about Chris Finch as we move on to Milwaukee and Chicago. Of course, Chris Finch, not necessarily the reason for the wins and losses, or wins or losses with Chicago and Milwaukee, but, you know, at least there's an idea where we're heading. Toronto, 86-81 on the 19th of February last uh, Friday. 86-81. Oh, boring. Absolutely boring. But at least the Wolves made a run in the third quarter. We thought we were going to win the game. And then epic collapse number 995. And then epic collapse number 996 happened at the end of the next game, which is, you know, obviously... Ryan Saunders' fate was already sealed after this Toronto game, so they say. But it's like, just look at this. It's every time. There's little, you know, there's ebbs and flows. It's a game of runs, and then kablooey at the end. And it's ev- almost every other game. It was, it's was. it been like this for the Timberwolves this whole season. Is it every other game, or is it like two out of three? Is it three out of four? Is it four out of five? <laughs> whatever the math is, it's uh, whatever, the, whatever it is. Whatever the equation is, there's not really much math involved. It sucks. Uh, Anthony Edwards. What the hell is going on? I mean, he can't shoot at all. What What's happening? So, obviously, in the offseason, please, Anthony Edwards, please, as I begged you, going into the draft last year, when I projected him as the number one pick for the Wolves, I endorsed it and said, yes, I, I, I would pick Anthony Edwards number one if it was me. Not saying I'm this genius, because, well, maybe LaMelo Ball might end up being better. Maybe uh, Wiseman might end up being better. I don't know. I hope Anthony Edwards is the best player in this draft. But this week, uh, no, it looked like uh, looked like he was the 20th pick in the draft or something like that. He was 0 for 7 in the game at the time and then provided a dunk that had a reaction from Patrick Mahomes too. Yeah, Pat Pat Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, the quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs, 
Now, judging on a Super Bowl performance, he's not that good of a quarterback, is he? Okay, just kidding. <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't help when you have two tackles that are out, basically. Or, well, one tackle, that's out, like their main guy, the left tackle, and then the right tackle had to move to left, so he's playing out of position. And then the backup right tackle replacing the... The, uh, the backup right tackle replacing the starting right tackle who had to move to left tackle. Wrap your head around that. But yeah, it didn't help Patrick Mahomes' cause. But yeah, it drew, it drew a response from Patrick Mahomes. That's how good it was. The Anthony Edwards dunk, a lot of people would say the dunk of the year, where he kind of came up on the baseline, exploded, and hammered it down like I've never seen. He's had a few this year where he was really close to having something similar, but it just didn't quite happen. Unfortunately, he'd either draw a foul or... God forbid there'd be no foul called. <sighs> he, he can't shoot, though, damn it. I mean, sometimes he can. Sometimes his shot's on. But generally speaking, his shot is just broke. And it's frustrating. 3 of 13 from the floor. 0 of 7 from downtown. 7 bleeping points. But two of them were the most exciting points of the entire season, you could argue. Especially for the Timberwolves. Um, nice to see Jaden McDaniels continue to develop. He gets multiple blocks a game. Carl Anthony Towns, a double-double and very efficient. But again, the field goal attempts need to go up, and I believe they will under Chris Finch. Uh, this is, of course, again in the Ryan Saunders era. 9 of 38 from downtown. That's pathetic. 23%, well, almost 24, but it still sucks. <laughs> it still sucks. 38.6% overall. It still sucks. Malik Beasley and Anthony Edwards shot a combined 8 for 30. 8 for 30. That's great. What? I mean, that's f- freaking awful. It's good stuff. Uh, it's good stuff. I'm, I'm proud of them for shooting 8 of 30 in the game. That's a huge reason why we lost, i got to say. Not the best shot selection. Obviously, Mr. Heat Check himself. That might be his new nickname, Old old Heat Check. If, if he keeps this up, if he continues to struggle from shooting and he keeps forcing up threes because he, he made one last time down the floor or he made a spectacular dunk or something, oh, Heat Check, he's got to jack it up again. And it didn't go in. <sighs> Boy, 5 of 16 for Malik, though. Jeez. Uh, awesome, generally. Uh, I mean, he is an awesome player, and he is one of the few players out there who had his breakthrough last season, just in time for his new contract, and then you figure, watch. He just got guaranteed, like, four years, $60 million. Watch him be an absolute disappointment the rest of the way. Nope. Malik Beasley looks like a legitimate starting guard in this league, and that's great. He's a guy who's working for his next contract. Good on you, Malik Beasley. Good on you. And I mean majorly good on you. Unfortunately, he's going to be suspended until like the end of March coming up. His last game will be against the Washington Wizards. So they're officially uh, <laughs> they're officially adding into the uh, they're officially suspending him for 12 games now for his incident off the court in the offseason. So there's the suspension. And then of course the uh, 120 days in jail coming up. Hoo-wee. Yeah, that's, that's a bummer. But uh, be careful Malik and uh, just stay out of trouble, I guess. Hopefully that's just a one-and-done type of thing. Nobody's perfect, and boy, you know, obviously he's not a perfect player. He has games like this, like a Rashad McCants type of game, 5 of 16. You can tell I didn't like Rashad McCants a whole lot. I don't care how many, I don't care if he was a poet or what he was. Apparently he was an ass along the way. I don't think Beasley is. Uh, Love Malik Beasley, love what he does, and well, it's a shame he's going to be suspended for a while. I think we're really screwed now. But I guess it's opportunity for someone else. Uh, move Anthony Edwards to shooting guard. Jaden McDaniels into the starting lineup. All right. That's okay with me. And even Jared Vanderbilt starting at power forward is okay with me as well, despite the fact his offensive game is quite limited. We'll see. Maybe we'll see a big lineup with Nas and Carl. But nah, I'd rather just have Jaden McDaniels in there at small forward. 
give him. Hey, let's let's just keep playing Jaden. He's damn good, isn't he? He's he's ever capable of having crappy games, but generally speaking, he's damn good. Uh, Jalen Noel, no points again. So his hot streak, his run of just torching and scorching the net has completely vanished lately. That sucks. Uh, this was not a very good game, obviously, but the epic collapse at the end was just Ryan Saunders. And, you know, the signature of Ryan Saunders' uh, run in Minnesota. I'm not trying to be an ass. It's, it's, a, it's a fact. Take a look at the next game. Adios and bye-bye. Bon voyage, Ryan Saunders. No sarcasm involved. God bless him. I... Looks like the nicest guy in the world, you know. Yeah, sounds like the nicest guy in the world. Kind of shy and fidgety a little bit. Kind of reminds me of myself sometimes. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but generally speaking, you know, I mean, I have not, I, I don't have an ill word for him. I don't have any ill feeling for him. Jaden McDaniels, what happened? No blocks? You suck, Jaden. Okay, I'm just kidding. That's rare, though. Boy, he's, you know, he's been so consistent with the, with the shot blocks and everything. He's generally been the sixth man for the Wolves. The last several games. And Malik Beasley, only two of six. The New York Knicks, they really, they really stifled him, boy. They really stifled him. It's the greatest defense of all time. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Mr. <laughs> Tom Thibodeau is a very good defensive coach. And they did focus on him. But obviously, stuff like this is another reason why Ryan Saunders is not the coach of the Wolves. Un unable to get Malik the ball. I mean, six field goal attempts. At least both of his shots were threes. At least, and Carl Anthony Towns did make half of his shots, almost half of his three-pointers uh, three as well. He had a great game, and he always plays well against the New York Knicks. Always. Um, gosh, it's been two years about this time of year. Two years ago was when he missed his first game in forever because he was rear-ended by a semi. Oof, isn't that scary? Carl Anthony Towns rear-ended by a semi. That's freaking scary. Was that two years ago, or was that a year? And then all the and then all the injuries started catching up later on with the wrist and then all that nonsense. Unfortunately, Jared Vanderbilt, 15 minutes of not a whole lot. Obviously, he does the little things that you don't see in the on the box score. But generally speaking, mm. Anthony Edwards. Well, at least all of his field goals were threes, just like Malik Beasley, three of 11. What happened, guys? What happened? What happened? Five of 17. Mm. But from three-point range, if you want to be fair, six of 10, guys. Malik and Edwards. That's pretty good, Malik and Ant, if you want to say. But three of eleven, another crappy shooting night. But at least, at least this time around, he made some threes. Anthony Edwards, but didn't make a single, didn't make a single regular shot, which is kind of funny and ironic. A very, very frustrating game. Wolves fall behind by twenty-one points, and then we make an epic comeback, and then have an epic collapse. Ugh. Falling behind by twenty-one is frustrating enough, but to make the <laughs> epic comeback only to end in an epic collapse is epic BS. It's, it, it is. And then I literally just kind of, I don't know, I was just zoning out. I got super tired, like I talked about in the last episode. I just, I literally fell asleep in my chair uh, after the game. I did see the game. I saw the epic collapse. I saw Ryan Sutter's talking after the game, and they asked him, like, how come you, I mean, how, how come you fell behind at 21? Like, what really happened there? And he just kind of looked at the camera and just said, uh, well, not at the camera, but at the uh, questioner, and said, uh, I don't know. I don't know. And to me, I was like, this still small voice in my head saying, he's going to get fired either right now or really soon, like within a week or something. It was like a still small voice way in the back of my head said, Ryan Saunders is going to get fired, like really soon. Like, this, this is, that's a sign that he's on his way out. And, well, <laughs> I conk out for about an hour and a half, two hours. Didn't had no idea 
just all of a sudden I just oh my god it's midnight what happened and I'd not been drinking or anything I just was I just got super tired I, I ate some red lobster I guess I got just zoned out <laughs> it was a nice wonderful uh belated Valentine's dinner basically that type of thing and then I look at my phone I see there's a message on Facebook Messenger God only knows who that could be, right? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and there's Vinrock Vince Germano saying Saunders fired. I'm like, okay, yeah, I guess that still small voice was right. Uh, confirmation and Vince uh, uh, scooped scooped the show again. He he scooped the scooped the news for me again when I'm conked out or whatever it was like the years ago with the Jimmy Butler trade. We're watching the draft via the uh, we're streaming it at Marcus the Forecaster's house, so of course it's behind a few minutes. All the way in Australia, Vinrock Vinstrubato, about a minute or two ahead of the TV, or the uh, the streamer, says, you guys got Butler. I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> and then, of course, Zach Levine was the guy that got traded away. Ugh, we're going to talk about that in a couple of minutes. Zach Levine. Yep, and everybody loves him. Yes, he's doing really well, by the way. But, um, yep, scooped me again. Saunders fired. I think he scooped another one in between that I'm blanking on. But it was a very significant uh, thing. It, it wasn't uh, with the D'Angelo Russell. That one I'd also conked out, but then, oh, crap, like about 20 minutes ago, D'Angelo Russell had been traded to the Wolves. So the uh, Gerson Rosas dream lived on, and it really happened. Jalen Noel, 0 for 6 from the floor. What's going on, Jalen? Come on. What happened? Where's the magic, Jalen? That's unfortunate. You know, I'm, I'm a huge fan. Sad to see that happening. Josh Kogi has completely vanished off the face of the earth, and that's also not too surprising. But um, I don't know. As much as I don't like the guy right now, we could sure use D'Angelo Russell. Especially if Carl Anthony Towns is there, I think D'Angelo Russell's a significantly different player, and I do believe with this different offense, with Chris Finch, I mean, I almost said Chris Hines, I wonder what's going on there, with Chris Finch, Carl Anthony Towns in the bleeping lineup. Thank you very much. And D'Angelo Russell in the bleeping lineup. Thank you again. Could be very interesting. Lots of elbow shots. And Carl uh, Anthony Towns playing higher up. Uh, playing on the high elbow, which can create passing situations all over the place to cutters, to guys, you know, that are roaming around on the, th- you know, three-point line, all that kind of stuff. Rotating around the three-point line, cutters to the basket. I love that kind of basketball, actually. I really do. It works. And it's okay to shoot threes. It's not, you know, I don't absolutely hate threes. I just don't like it when it's like, you know, like 99% of your offense. It gets tiring after a while. We all know it works and all that, especially with the right team that actually can shoot them. We know Malik can shoot them. Malik Beasley, that is. Carl Anthony Towns can as well. But he's also going to be damn good at those high elbow shots. And, of course, uh, the, the quick first step when he gets the ball to the basket. Just a couple strides and a dunk or a layup. Hopefully a dunk from Carl Anthony Towns, but even cutters like Vanderbilt, if he can reap and finish. And, of course, Anthony Edwards, we know what he can do. Um, but, of course, he's going to get some ISOs. That's just going to happen. Anthony Edwards is going to have some ISOs and some one-on-one plays out on the perimeter. That's just part of his game, especially if he's going to slash to the basket, which I have absolutely no problem with, as long as he finishes and doesn't injure himself, which is always a, a, a scare with any player going violently to the basket. You just never know what's going to happen. You know? <laughs> that type of thing. But, um... I'm intrigued by Chris Finch. I do not oppose the hire at all, at all, especially when I'm learning more and more of what kind of offense he likes. He sounds like the way I would coach just about. Uh, very similar, you know, elbow shots. Heck, I practice those all the time. 
And, of course, Mr. Uh, D'Angelo Russell is good at the elbow shots. But more properly, when he's set up, rather than just forcing everything, just jacking up every shot, just dribbling around like the old, like, like a guy at the health club who wants to shoot 45 shots and give everyone else about six or less, if that. Maybe, you know, six would be like the second most, you know, <laughs> the second, the, the number two option in the offense, you know, because D'Angelo Russell decides where the ball is going all the time, right, when he's on the floor. It seems like pounds the ball out and then just jacks up shots from downtown or from the elbow. But when there's more of a rotation and emotion in the offense, there might be something there. And D'Angelo Russell obviously can make elbow shots. We know he can. Rather than just crazy contested ones, but ones that are, you know, that are given to him with a good, solid offense. Cutting around, moving around, and then catch and let go. Just let go from that, just let go on the elbow shot. This and that. Set up from Carl or someone else. But Carl, in a lot of ways, the offense will run through him. There was no epic collapse against the Milwaukee Bucks. It was just it was just a flat line, like duh, you know, or just a duh, 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 duh. that's basically what you look at when you look at the uh, <laughs> when you look at the win probability. Okay, yes, Yahoo Sports. Credit to Yahoo Sports. I I like looking at that. It's really cool. It's it's just. <laughs> It's, uh, yeah, this is a, this is a DOA, dead on arrival in a lot of ways. Uh, the Bucks were heavily favored, but of course the first quarter was fun. It was fun, 38-36, it was fun. I'm just going to just say though, obviously the win probability, it was not pretty. And the Bucks have, well, kind of gotten things back in order. They were 16-13 and 13 after losing five games, no, six games in a row. No, they've won three in a row, so more credit to them, 19-13 on the season. So more credit to Milwaukee. And like I said last week, loss. Just looking at the word Milwaukee, I just said loss. Because we never beat them. We never beat the Bucks, especially in Milwaukee. We just don't beat this team, even when they weren't that good. Once they have Giannis, it's like, goodbye. Get out of town. Get out of Milwaukee. Just get out of there. It's it's a death trap. <laughs> it's like playing Gradius 3 on like super hard level. Death trap. You're done. You know, Gradius 3. Gradius, Gradius, Super Nintendo. Giannis... And I, I'll never say his last name right. I'll just call him Giannis or the Greek Freak. 37 points, 8 assists, 8 rebounds. Just killed us. 2 blocks, a couple of steals. It's not all about just box score reading. It's about how dominant he was. He did a stare down. Who, who did he stare down? I think it was uh, Jared Vanderbilt. Yeah, we gave him a stare down. Luckily, he didn't get a technical there, but he did get one on Carl later on with another stare down. You could tell Carl didn't like that very much. Um... But that's just part of the game, I guess, unfortunately. Yeah, I don't like it very much. I don't like showing up other players, and I'm glad he got a technical for it. Unfortunately, as the game progressed, the Bucks just caught a bigger and bigger, bigger and bigger lead. The offense looked pretty much the same because how can Chris Finch possibly implement his offense in hours? We're talking hours. On the fly. On the road. <laughs> Good luck to you. It's cool that there's another, uh, well, it's Giannis and... Thanasis. Oh, that is a cool name. Thanasis. Atumpago. Okay, I'm never going to say it right. It's not even close. Not even going to go there. <laughs> At least Juancho Hernan Gomez is playing a little bit. Josh Akogi, yep, I feel for him. Improve, work on that shot. Josh Akogi, Anthony Edwards, work on your damn shots, please. And Jared Vanderbilt, there's still time for him to get better at uh, get a better shot. Though in a lot of ways, I do think he is who he is in a lot of ways. The Junkyard Dog. He's the junkyard dog. He's going to get some some tip-ins. He's going to get some some offensive boards, this and that. 
He'll score in some some layups, maybe some dunks. He'll get some rebounds, play some tight defense. <clears throat> Never going to be a star, but still a valuable, valuable asset to the Timberwolves for many years to come if he wants to be here and if he stays healthy and doesn't fall out of the rotation, you know, stays consistent. Hang in there, Jared. You know, that'd be nice. Uh, he could make a good good, uh, good living for himself without uh, breaking the bank. Malik Beasley's back. Mr. Break the Bank Beasley. <laughs> 10 of 16 from the floor. Awesome game. 6 of 9. At least he performed well, but Anthony Edwards... Oh, Anthony. 3 of 13 again. Dude, this is becoming a trend. 3 of 13. That's a pretty bad football team, man. What are you, the New York Jets or something? 3 of 13. 3 of 13. Oh, come on, Anthony. Come on. Come on. 3 of... Th- I, I just can't get... Belie- I just can't believe that. It's kind of... It's constant. It puts up the shot, and it rims out, and, and it rims out, and it bounces out, and it bricks off the back. It's just like, come on. It's, it's frustrating. He's got good form, good movement, and all that, but that it, but it just misses. It just flat out misses, and it, it's it's heartbreaking. At least Jalen Noel hit half of his shots finally. 13 points off the bench. Good for him. Jaden McDaniels, two blocks again. Two block, two block Jaden, his back. <laughs> Gotta love that. Um, I think he had back-to-back games without a block, which is really rare. Nope, no, he didn't. It was just one game. But um, it was Noel who had several, he had like three or four games in a row where he shot. He like didn't make a shot pretty much, and then, then he was absolutely back against Milwaukee. But unfortunately, it was kind of like garbage time. Most of the game was garbage time. It'll be nice to see Jared Culver come back and see what he can do, especially with his new coach. But um, hopefully they can implement a bit of his offense. We'll see some changes as we move forward. But one, one, one. But for now, one thirty-nine to one twelve, bucks over the Wolves on the twenty-third of Ufta on the twenty-third of February. Back to back, we head to Chicago, which isn't much of a travel. Milwaukee to Chicago, you can you can almost walk there. No, not really, but uh, not much of a flight in that case. It's like five seconds basically. <laughs> They're pretty close together. Anthony Edwards, he showed up to play, and I figured he would. Because if one if there's one thing Zach Levine can't do is defense, but Beasley was mostly it was mostly Beasley versus uh, Zach Levine in the game, not so much Edwards. Another poor shooting night, but at least he got 21 points. It took him 20 shots to get there, unfortunately. 20 shots to get there again. Similar offense to before, but at least we made 12 threes. So there you go. <laughs> at least we made 12 threes. They've been getting a lot of three-point shots in. So the French dip sandwiches have been getting served at Arby's quite a bit lately. Nasrid had three blocks in the game, but his overall defense was lousy, and his uh, his overall game was lousy. He missed a lot of shots. He had 13 points, and it took him 14 shots to get there. He didn't have a good game. Okay, let's just be honest. He had his three blocks, which is great. I appreciate that very much. But generally, he was not good. Um, Ricky Rubio, he got 10 assists, but generally, there's not much life to him. It, it's sad. It's frustrating. The Wolves didn't shoot well in this game. I mean, I, I expected better from this Wolves offense. You know, it's weird, though. We actually shot 45%. We being the Wolves, of course, shot 45%. But it feels like, yeah, it feels like feels like they shot like like 35%. But Towns did have hit half of his shots. Another solid game, generally speaking. But down the stretch, he got some early fouls and it hurt him. And if that didn't happen, he might have had a huge night. He might have had... 35 points and 12 rebounds or 14 rebounds, something like that. But he fouled out. He got an early foul trouble and ultimately fouled out in the game. Super frustrating. Poor execution down the stretch and the Wolves had multiple opportunities to win and guess what? Epic collapse down the stretch again when the Wolves got real close. We were right there and epic collapse again down the stretch heading into OT. 
can you can you know give up 14 points in OT 14 to 7 got our hopes up late in that fourth quarter and then another epic collapse just like I don't know sounds familiar okay Chris let's stop the, the uh, let's uh, get these guys to stop epic collapsing in these games and that would feel really nice uh, I don't know man Zach Levine I'm going to talk about Zach here in a second obviously for well I'm going to talk about him now now but I mean well generally speaking Kobe White he looks really nice out there but again rough around the edges very uh and so is Zach Levine he turned the ball over many times Zach Levine and Kobe White, seven turnovers each. Pretty funny. It gave the Wolves a chance to come back and win the game. But, unfortunately, we just didn't. 21 turnovers by the Bulls. Coached by one of the better ones out there, Billy Donovan. Nice to see Thaddeus Young, but what else is new? Only two rebounds for that power forward with those big muscles. Two rebounds. Man, he just doesn't have the mental game to be a good rebounder. Doesn't have that, that quick little... Uh, how do you explain it? You know? That that quick read to... to, to you know, to read the ball off the rim, so to speak. He just doesn't have it, and it's sad. Somebody at his level, too. My God, you'd think he'd be a hell of a rebounder. But he's not. Uh, Carter's pretty good. Wendell Carter, this and that. But um, Zach Levine's 14 of 21. He couldn't miss most of the night. 5 of 8 from downtown. I talk about him as if he's, you know, he's you know he's not Antoine Walker on the Atlanta Hawks years ago, where he averaged like a huge, huge number. What was it, like 23, 24 points a game? And like Glenn, Big Dog Robinson, same type of thing. When they went to the Hawks, uh, when the Hawks had one good player, it's either Glenn Robinson or Antoine Walker in those two instances. And they got those huge numbers and everything. That's not who Zach Levine is with Chicago. And obviously there's some decent players on the Bulls. Some decent players on the Bulls when they're healthy, which isn't all the time. Um, it's the, the statistics that jump out at you when you look at Zach Levine are he's like a 40% three-point shooter, 50% overall. That's pretty crazy. So, all the credit to him. I do not think he's an MVP candidate. I do not think he's all NBA. I do not. He's, he's very good, but obviously there's two sides to the game. And his shot selection, you know, could, could drive somebody crazy, but, well, if he's making them, so be it. And his ability to drive to the basket and finish is very much there, and that's what helps when you have some muscle. Anthony Edwards is ahead of the curve because uh, Zach Levine had no muscle when he was a rookie. So, and Anthony, he might get even bigger, during the course of time. I'm sure he'll get stronger, if not bigger, but stronger down the stretch. I do believe that's a huge, huge advantage that Anthony Edwards has as a rookie moving forward into the rest of his career, where it'll he'll, it'll help improve his field goal percentage by simply driving to the basket and finishing. It's higher percentage. But uh, Levine, again, that's why his, his uh, field goal percentage is in the 50s, because he can attack the basket. But also, that catch-and-shoot three is deadly. Uh, again, I'm going to say again, he is not a top-tier All-Star. He is a second- or third-tier All-Star. At the end of the day, he is an All-Star, but I'm just saying second- or third-tier. You know, that type of thing. Will he make the All-NBA third team? Maybe. Maybe. He's, like, right on the border of it. He, there's a chance. And, well, if he puts up stats like this consistently, his his odds of doing that are actually pretty, pretty good, generally speaking. But he's not an MVP candidate. Uh, a lot of people act like he is, and I think that's kind of silly. I'd take him on the Wolves, yes. Would I rather have him than Andrew Wiggins? Yes. Would I rather have him than Anthony Edwards? Probably. But let's give Edwards a chance. Maybe Ant can uh, maybe Ant can be something. Because Zach Levine was not tearing up the league as a rookie, was he? Was Zach Levine tearing up the league? No. He actually kind of struggled a little bit, but he showed some signs. And I kept begging 
set up Zach Levine for catch-and-shoot threes, catch-and-shoot threes, catch-and-shoot threes. And then when Sam Mitchell started doing that, and I think in Flip's era, but Sam Mitchell especially, when he was the coach of the Wolves, Zach Levine's success rate went up. It went up, and it was nice. I was like, wow, this is working. I was actually right about something, wasn't I? I'm not just a stupid idiot behind a microphone. Yeah, <laughs> well, sometimes sometimes I do know something. Catch-and-shoot three, Zach Levine, and, well, he's, when he's, yeah, I mean, he, when, when he was kind of jacking him up, a la, like, D'Angelo Russell, when he was at the wall, Zach Levine, his, he was not making shots at a high clip, and it was really frustrating. His IQ has improved, and very importantly, his uh, so has his strength, his, his muscular uh, <laughs> his muscular structure has improved as well. It helps him in a big way driving to the hoop and, again, being able to absorb contact and finish. And, well, that's a good thing. Anthony Edwards has been absorbing a lot of contact, and it's going to be a matter of just getting to the right place, right time, and being able to be elusive enough where maybe the contact isn't so aggressive that you end up missing or getting fouled so hard that you can't finish and get an and one down the stretch. Um, but another loss for the Wolves, another epic collapse down the stretch. Fire, fire, Chris Finch. No, uh-uh. <laughs> 133-126. I'm looking forward to what his offense can do once it's implemented. Because the things I described earlier about the, uh, you know, the elbow, Carl Anthony Towns playing on the high elbow, which can definitely lead to a lot of cuts to the basket, and Edwards, or excuse me, Towns can, he could have a Garnett type of game generally speaking. And, you know, Garnett played in that role quite a bit throughout his career. Kevin Garnett, of course, elbow shots, and of course setting up cutters, and Garnett got 20-10-5, 20-10-5. And I think Carl Anthony Towns could be a 20-10-5 type of guy moving forward in this offense. I think that his success will be very high. And we could be talking all-team, uh, all-NBA third team, that type of thing. Not first or second, but probably third for Carl down the stretch. I think he's more of a second, third tier all-star, just like Zach Levine. Uh, at the end of the day. There's no first-year All-Star on the Wolves right now. Anthony Edwards will. We'll see. Hopefully someday he, he will be that guy, but he ain't there yet. With that, we'll pass out the awards. Wow, 30 minutes. There was a lot to say, and there was four games, so it is what it is. Moving forward, it's going to be a little quiet with the All-Star game. There's going to be an All-Star game? Okay, there's going to be an All-Star game. Okay, that's, well, hey, I, I, I guess they'll get TV ratings for some people, though the rest of us that are grizzled veterans that are kind of worn out with that kind of nonsense. Probably won't watch it, but maybe, maybe we will. They did a good job with it last year, but I didn't get to see much of it. Um, the Lone Wolf Award for this week is Carl Anthony Towns. Very consistent, very solid. He had a very good week. It sucks that he fouled out in Milwaukee, but it is what it is. It's just a doggone bummer, but he is the Lone Wolf Award winner on this episode. The Johnny Flynn Memorial. Are you ready? Are you ready? A guy who I want to give Lone Wolves out to forever. I want to give him Lone Wolves for the next 10-15 years. Anthony Edwards is going to get his first Johnny Flynn Memorial because he stunk this week. He had the greatest dunk ever, but dude, you shot like, what What did he shoot this this week? I should have probably added it all up. It was it was bad, man. Uh, like 3 of 13 almost every game. This one was 7 of 20. Woohoo! Uh, just 3 of 13 right there. That's 10 of 33. That's awful. You could just go on forever. That's just in, that's just in a, in a small little ship in a bottle right there. How how bad it was for him shooting during the course of the week. Okay, let's let's just keep adding it up. Why, why not? Ten of thirty three. You got Anthony Edwards against the Knicks. Three of three of eleven. Wow, thirteen of forty four. Thirteen of forty four. Wow, thirteen of forty four. I mean, 
Do I need to continue? What the hell? Let's continue one more. Oh, I, I'm not trying to pile on him. I'm at 3 of 14. 3 of 14. Oh, my heart aches. 3 of 14. 13 of 44, right? So that means 16 of 58. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. 16 of 58. Are you kidding me? 16 of 58. That is just... That is just amazing. And as I do the math on the fly here, 100 divided by 58 times 16, 27.5%. 27.5%. Oh my God! I think you get the point. It stunk. So with that, we'll take a quick break. Uh, we'll see how many games are we going to preview moving forward. It's, uh... Come on, man. Come on. Come on, Anthony Edwards. you got to be better than that. I'm sorry. So we'll play the Washington Wizards on Saturday. Things get real quiet. Uh, we play Phoenix. Yep. Washington Wizards Saturday. Phoenix. I believe it's on Sunday. Yep. So it's a back-to-back. -back. Wizards at Washington and then coming back here for Phoenix. It's a bit of a travel in one day. And then the Charlotte Hornets. Charlotte Hornets on Wednesday. And then it's All-Star Weekend and blah, blah, blah. We'll have a show next week just to keep things moving forward. Previewing games basically next week. Uh, that type of thing. So, well, we'll review games and preview, like, a couple. Yeah, it's going to be very brief and all that. But we'll do what we can and interact with you and keep moving forward. We'll take a break. It's safe to say some guys really need to work on their jump shots. We are back here on Timberwolves Explosion. We're going to preview three games, like I mentioned, because I'm just so kind to do so. Washington Wizards, Saturday night, Saturday night, February 27th and February 28th. We're playing the Wizards and the Phoenix Suns. Ooh, have a good weekend, guys. <laughs> have a good weekend. Torn ACL for Thomas Bryant of the Washington Wizards and David Davis Barton's sore right knee. Well, hopefully it's not like uh, what happened to Royce Lewis for the Twins. He had a sore right knee or sore knee. I don't remember which one it was. He slipped on the ice or something, supposedly in Texas, after they had that uh, Blue Norther. And it turned out it was a ACL. Isn't that just great? Isn't that just great? Angela Russell, of course, again, uh, arthroscopic surgery in Ute at the moment. Wizards are ninth in the league in offense. Wolves are 24th in points. 20, so just remember this as we move forward in the rest of the games. 24th in points, 24th in rebounds, 29th in field goal percentage, 22nd in free throw percentage. The Wolves and Wizards are dead, even in that category. 21st in three-point percentage for the Wolves. Wizards are 9th in points, 11th in rebounds, 18th in field goal, and 29th in three-point percentage. So they're worse than us, three-point percentage. We got crushed 130 to 109 by the Wizards not too long ago. That's just, uh, the Wizards aren't that good. And I remember that was in Target Center. This was in Washington, D.C. Let's just say I'm not as fond of uh, the occupant in Washington, D.C. as I was uh, a few months back. I'll just leave that alone. <laughs> I'm not quite as fond of, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I hope we're enjoying our gas prices exploding up in the, uh, up, up to the moon. Good, good, good decision that was. Let's keep moving. Uh, Bradley Beal, whatever, you know, obviously great player. Washington Wizards, excellent team. 
No, they're not. <laughs> I'm just teasing. It's one. It's it's a one-player show for the most part. Okay, yeah, Russell Westbrook is really valuable as well. He's missed some games. <sighs> Triple-double threat every night, but just proof. Can I say it? Can I say it? Can I say it about Russell Westbrook? Is it just empty stats at this point in his career? Is it just empty stats? Is he just a big box score? I think so. I think he is. You know, he can't even make free throws. He's like 60%. I know everybody's like, oh my God, listen to this moron. He doesn't know anything about basketball. Russell Westbrook's the greatest player ever. What are you talking about? No, he isn't. Yeah, he never was. He always stunk at the... Th- he always stunk from the floor anyway. So his, his shooting would always let people down down the stretch. And he jacks up a lot of shots. Funny how guys with the name Russell in their name. Uh, D'Angelo Russell and Russell Westbrook. I don't know. I don't know. I like to take a lot of poor shots. You want to be a leader... And then you take shots like that on a regular basis. Not sure I want you leading my team. I'm, I'm not sure. Bradley Beal, I think I can deal with that. Uh, Three-bear percentage could be a little better. Gosh, he makes just one-third of his threes, actually. So that's not too great. Literally, one-third of his threes, by the way. Field goal percentage is 58%, though. It gets to the basket, and he makes some of those. Uh, obviously, he gets a lot of plays hit into the basket. But he can also shoot that, the elbow shot as well on occasion. Obviously very solid. He, he is by far the star of the Washington Wizards, and he seems to want to stick around. So that's nice. Alex Len is now on the Wizards, former uh, Phoenix Suns high draft pick that has just, you know, he's just okay. He's just part of the rotation, and he's averaging about six points and six rebounds, and that's about all there is to say. Rui Hachimura is uh, doing okay. You know, he's, he's solid. He's solid. That, you know, there's a couple of solid players on this team. But other than that, not a whole lot to get super excited about. Again, Thomas Bryant, ACL. Are the Wolves going to get some revenge and win this game? Will this be the first win of uh, Chris? <laughs> uh, Chris, 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 Chris. Yeah, Chris, Chris. Will this be Chris's first win? Will it be? I'm not sure, but I, I certainly hope so. And of course, Chris Finch. Yes, I'm just bouncing around that one. But, um... We never play this team well. It seems that every time we play the Washington Wizards, we play like crap, and especially when we go there. Wizards have been playing great lately. They beat the Lakers. Remember that? Just a few days ago. Uh, 17th, they beat the Denver Nuggets. Wow. They beat the Denver Nuggets. That's pretty good. On the 17th, 130 to 128, but a win's a win. They beat the Portland Trailblazers on the road, 118 to 111 on the 20th. On the 22nd, they beat the Los Angeles Lakers in Staples Center, pardon me, 127-124. to 124. They lose to the Clippers in Staples Center the next night, so back-to-back situation, 135-116. to 116. And then they win in Denver. Wow. Watching the Wizards win in Denver, 112-120. A couple of close games, but they swept Denver in that little two-game stretch. Host the Minnesota Timberwolves Saturday night, Saturday night, and they're going to beat us. Yeah, they're going to beat us. Unfortunately, uh, Morris Wagner, yep, former Los Angeles Laker for a short time in Michigan Wolverine. I've kind of been a fan of his, but it doesn't look like he's going to amount to a whole lot in the NBA, unfortunately. Just another one. Robin Lopez has always been a pain in the ass for the Wolves, always. Jerome Robinson, man, I saw him coming out of the draft. To me, he just reeked of like he was going to be one of those guys that was going to maybe go lower than I thought, or than people thought, and was going to really be something was going to really be one of those, like, 13th overall pick or something, and turn out to be an awesome player. You know, that's what I really thought about him, and it's not happening. I don't know if it was because he was taken by the wrong team or what, but he's not. He's only averaging, like, 17 minutes and doesn't get in a lot of games. He's two points, uh, or excuse me, five points a game, and his field goal percentage stinks. 
He can make his free throws, though, 88%, but everything else, just nothing going, man. Like 30s and 20s, 30s from 30s from the floor and 20s from downtown. It's depressing. But the Washington Wizards will beat the Timberwolves. It's just not a good matchup, and boy, are they playing well. Oof, their record isn't good, but they're playing great. Uh, I mean, look who they're beating. So, in, real, in reality, if I was a Wizards fan, I would think this is a trap game and we're going to lose somehow. But <laughs> if the Wizards were kind of how the Wolves were when we were good, we'd have, we'd run into a trap game and blow it uh, back when we were good years ago. Um, but I think the Wizards beat the Wolves 128 to 120, something like that. What more is there to say? You know, Anthony Edwards, improve your shot. I mean, I'm having a hard time picking him to score 20 points now when you think that should be like, you know, a, a strong possibility he's going to score 20 points in a game. I don't know. He's, he's got to get better. He's really struggled the last week. Uh, I'm looking forward to something, but I don't know. Carl Anthony Towns, that's all I can say. Carl Anthony Towns, you know, I mean, uh, just stay out of foul trouble and hopefully this offense can get better, uh, can get implemented a bit, bits and pieces. They'll get used to it. They'll get comfortable in it. And, you know, he'll be able to implement more and more pieces of it as we move forward, him being Chris Finch, of course. But the Wolves do not win the game. 128 to 120 loss to the Sons of Guns, the Washington Wizards. Moving forward, we get to play the Phoenix Suns, a team that's, generally speaking, been outstanding most of the season. Most of the season, obviously, great addition in Chris Paul, and you obviously had your offensive weapons like, uh, you know, uh, Mr. Booker and such. Devin Booker. Yep, 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 yep. He's kind of, he's, he's like another Levine in a lot of ways. He's, he's like a Zach Levine type. They are three and two in their last five. Them being the Suns, of course, they lost to the Charlotte Hornets most recently. They beat, they lost to Brooklyn 128 to 124. They beat New Orleans 132 to 114 on the 19th. On the 20th, back to back, they crushed Memphis. I don't think, uh, I don't think Wayne Hunt was a big fan of that one. 128 to 97. Ouch. 132 to, uh, that is just an absolute blowout. 132 to 110 win versus the Portland Dribblers. What's going on with Portland? Man, they're getting crushed by people. And of course, again, Phoenix lost at home to Charlotte. Hmm. Charlotte's one of those tricky teams. This is the first time we play the Suns this year. We play them again on the 18th and the 19th. Back to back, moving forward. 19th, 18th and 19th of March, of course. Phoenix is 14th in points, 17th in rebounds, 6th in field goal percentage, 2nd in free throw percentage, 9th in three-point percentage, they are third place in the Pacific Division, 20 and 11, kind of like the old days with the Phoenix Suns, and they had some good teams like uh, Steve Nash, but I'm talking way, way, way back in the day also as well, the, uh, you know, Kevin Johnson and Charles Barkley back in the good, good old days, Phoenix Suns. It is kind of funny, though, the way they have their logo, it looks more like a meteor, doesn't it? Doesn't that look like a meteor compared to a sun? I don't know. It, it does. It looks cool, it's just, but it looks like a meteor. The sun doesn't do that, does it? It doesn't have, like, a tail and all that. <laughs> it's a meteor, man. <laughs> DeAndre Ayton, number one pick years ago. No, oh, yeah, a couple years back. Does he look like a number one overall pick? Not really. And I'm hoping we're not saying that about uh, Anthony Edwards. I, Please, Lord, don't let it be true. He is averaging a double-double, let me fair, DeAndre Ayton. And, he, you know, he got in trouble uh, last year, I believe, and that's where he got suspended forever. That was frustrating. Frank Kaminsky, yep, the guy that they called bleep that bleeper. Yeah. <laughs> that was, I believe, Harrison. I think he's on the Grizzlies, or at least he was. That was back when they were Kentucky and Frank was Wisconsin, and yeah, okay. Uh, time to get over that. Cameron Johnson's one of those valuable guys that people don't think about too much. Rotation player who gets a good amount of minutes. 
can shoot the three. Doesn't average dazzling numbers, but he gets the job done. He's just solid. I like Cameron Johnson. He's, you know, he's, he's one of those kind of guys that uh, the Wolves could use him. You know, could use him. He's solid. He's, he's not a star, but he's solid. He makes his shots. He makes his shots, and he does a little bit of other things as well. But again, doesn't dazzle in any way. Just a solid, solid player and a good fit for the Phoenix uh, Suns. Chris Paul is 36 years old, isn't he? He's getting way up there now. Still averaging 8.5 assists, 16.5 points. Crazy. And Devin Booker makes threes like crazy, but he shoots them a lot, too. Uh, Chris Paul and Devin Booker both shooting a little bit under 40%. Bridges over 40%. He's been great. Uh, Cameron Payne. Frank Kaminsky can even hit some. Obviously, he's, he's way up there, but he doesn't shoot too many. Not a huge part of the offense is Big Frank. Um, good overall group, though. I mean, at least you have kind of a big three in Phoenix. That's a big key. Devin Booker does most of the scoring. Chris Paul's the leader. He's the general, and he can score. He can hit shots, and he can make free throws in his sleep. Holy schmuck. 96%. That is nuts. Oh, 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 oh man. That's nuts. <laughs> wow. Uh, DeAndre Aiden, decent Aiton, decent free throw shooter for a bigger guy, 73. Not great. But again, 14 points and 12 rebounds, and he blocks one shot a game. I mean, you know, that needs to go up a little bit. I, I would hope if I was a Phoenix Suns fan. But generally speaking, it's a nice group of players that can get the job done. We'll see if they make any type of a playoff run. Unfortunately, you got Los Angeles and Los Angeles standing in the way, and then there's always Golden State breathing down your back behind you. So keep it up, Phoenix. I'll be, I'll be rooting for you. Versus Golden State any day of the week, I would cheer for the Portland Trailblazers over Golden State. And most people that listen to the show know how I feel about the Portland Trailblazers. I'm just not a fan at all. But um, I like their logo and their colors and everything, but I don't like the, I don't know, the team and the fan base drive me nuts. I've just never been a big fan of theirs for quite a while, for about 20 years now. Uh, I liked them in the Clyde the Glide years, uh, era quite a bit. Clyde the Glide and Terry Porter and all that. God, I love that team. But that's 30 years ago, folks. It's not 20 years ago. It's like 30 now. 25 years ago. Uh, the good old days. Suns and Wolves, who wins the game? The Phoenix Suns win the game. The Suns win the game. Yep. The Wolves got to win one of these, and I think I, think I have, I think I'm zeroing in on who it's going to be, but it's not going to be Phoenix. It's not going to be Washington. It should be Washington. It should be, but it's not going to be. They're playing really well. Phoenix is tough. I think the Suns beat the Wolves something along the likes of uh... They're not this. They're not this crazy offense. They're just efficient. They're solid. Eh, one eight, you know. But the Wolves' defense just drives me nuts. It's, it is going to be bad. One eight, one, yeah. One twenty four. They're going to give up one hundred and twenty four. Yep. To. I I think it's going to be a really good game. Actually, one twenty four to one twenty. I have a feeling I'm going to say it. Yes, Anthony Edwards is going to come out to play twenty five points. He's going to have a good game, but the Wolves end up not winning. But Edwards will get to twenty five, and you'll see a highlight player too in this one. Anthony Edwards is going to stand out, especially in a back-to-back situation. I think Edwards, with all that energy, is going to be utilized and is going to play well. 25 points in the game, but the Wolves end up losing to to the Suns. Yes, now we get to play the Charlotte Hornets. uh, They're the Washington Washington football team slash Red Tails slash Redskins of the NBA. They're a first-place team with a record that isn't something you would think is a first place team. <laughs> 15 and 16. Just like the Washington football team were 7 and 9 and they won their division championship. Charlotte Hornets. You know, the Wolves ought to lose this game by like 60. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, but uh, Terry Rozier had 40 points last time around. LaMelo Ball's dangerous. Gordon Hayward. 
We might end up losing all three of these, but if we're going to win one, I got a sneaky feeling we're going to get this one. Like, some for some reason, I think we're going to come out and play. I think Edwards is going to have a much better week this week, to be fair. Against Washington, he might, you know, he, he I think he's going to average 20 points a game this week, actually. I do. Even though I don't feel comfortable saying that all the time, I'm suddenly getting a vibe, just in the back of my mind. He's going to respond with a 20-point-plus-a-game week. Uh, I think he comes out with 28, and the Wolves beat the Hornets, which might sound absolutely crazy, considering they most recently beat Phoenix. Uh, previous games were postponed against the Bulls in Denver on the 17th and 19th. They beat the Golden State Warriors. Okay. All right. They beat the Golden State Warriors 102 to 100. Trounced by Utah in Utah, which is happening to even teams like Los Angeles Lakers lately. Nobody's beating Utah right now. 132 to 110. Is Utah suddenly a... Nah, I won't say it. <laughs> Every time you think they're a favorite to go all the way, nothing. You know, they get to the second round, maybe the West Final, and it just doesn't happen. Will they be the Milwaukee Bucks of the West? We'll see. They beat the Phoenix Suns, one, them being the Hornets, 124-121 to 121 in the Valley of the Sun. The Valley of the Golden Sun, just like DuckTales. Boy, are they going to have a road trip coming up. And one of them will be here on the 3rd, of course. Boy, that's a lot of games on the road. Six-game road trip, and we'll be the end of it. Which, yeah, that could be a loss for Charlotte. They'll be going to be tired. They're going to be kind of like, I want to, you know... They're going to be, you know, maybe like bored, waiting for the break, this and that, ready to go to break and all that. Uh, no, no, they're, they're not going to be bored. Of course, they're competitors. They want to win, blah, blah, blah. Hornets are 19th in field goal, 8th in three-point shooting, which whew, tough for us at times. 18th in scoring, 14th in rebounding, but I do believe Anthony Edwards may get his first 30-point game in the NBA. I got a sneaky feeling. I do not think Terry Rozier gets 40 again. I think the Wolves were embarrassed last time around, and we'll see significantly better defense than Terry Rozier moving forward, and it better be. For a point guard, though, my goodness. We can say what we want about him. Like, oh, he has no business getting 40 points against anybody. He's not that great. Field goal percentage is 49. 49. That is awesome for a point guard. The only other guys with better field goal percentages are the likes of Cody Zeller, you know, with those quick little putbacks and such, and layups and dunks, and Bismack Biambo, same thing. They're the only guys at 50-plus percent. Um, 49%. And Gordon Hayward, 48%. And 41% from downtown. Curry Rogier, almost 45% from downtown. He is shooting the ball very well. And you got Jalen McDaniels. We didn't get to see him last time around. The younger, or older brother, pardon me, of Jaden. And I do believe we got the better McDaniels. I'll keep saying that every time I play the, the Hornets, which isn't that often. So you'll only hear me repeat myself twice a year about that one. Vernon Carey Jr., oh man, only three games so far. Get him in there. Come on, Charlotte, get him in there. I, I like I like Vernon Carey Jr. Come on, man. Three games, two minutes. He didn't get hurt, did he? Maybe he is hurt. He's not hurt. Oh my, Gordon Hayward with the right hand injury. Ooh, well, if he's not going to play, I think the Wolves win. But we'll see. I think the Wolves absolutely win if he doesn't play, because he's killed us many times. Devon A. Graham, left knee soreness. The right hand for Hayward is the as of the 22nd, and of Devon A. Graham, uh, Valentine's Day, and of course, again, D'Angelo Russell's been out for a long time. And he's the only major player out for the Wolves, obviously. Um, the Wolves are going to win this game somehow. I might be crazy, but Chris Finch will get his first win, and that's got to come at some point. It's got to come at some point. Anthony Edwards reaches 30 points for the first time in his career. 
And the Wolves end up winning. Final score of 115 to 114. A dramatic game, a thriller. Maybe it goes to OT. We'll go to 125, 125, 123. Wolves beat the Hornets in OT. Uh, Anthony Edwards, that's how he'll get his 30 points. He can score some extra points in overtime. He'll hit like two threes or something. He'll have 24 at the end of the fourth quarter, and he'll hit two threes, and he'll be celebrating beating one of his... Uh, beating one of the clubs that's close to where he grew up in Atlanta. Uh, you know, over there in the southeast. But I think this is the Wolves' win. Chris Finch gets his first uh, first win with the Wolf coach. And I believe Anthony Edwards has his first 30-point game. A couple of threes in OT, or just six points, whatever, in OT. Whatever it is, whatever it takes to get it, he'll, he'll get it. And the Wolves win the game by two in OT. Over the Hornets against Carl Anthony Towns, I expect numbers... As this offense continues to develop and Carl Anthony Towns continues to get implemented in a very nice offense that's going to be very helpful for him, almost every night when I don't mention his name, I'm expecting 20 to 25, 12 to 15 with the rebounding, and 3 to 5 assists. I think he's going to be wonderful in this offense, and it's going to be fun to watch. And in the next couple weeks and months, you're going to see a change. You're going to see improvement from this club. You're going to see three game win streaks. Stuff like that. Stuff that might be foreign around here sometimes. Eventually, they're going to be consistent. I do believe this team does get better under Chris Finch. I feel very confident, actually, in him from what I'm hearing. He is the kind of coach I kind of I would love to have as the Timberwolves coach, actually. Might end up being great. We'll see. Uh, say what you want about how they handled the situation. It was kind of mean to Ryan Saunders. The Wolves do have the most diverse, pretty much, if you want to talk about diversity and all that, they have the pretty much the most diverse front office in the NBA. I agree with Gertson Rosas on that. I, I, you know, to accuse him of anything, come on, you know, I'm not ready for that. I'm, I'm not. Don't make it into something it isn't. I'm just going to stick to that line that I mentioned on the last episode, the short little special. With that said, take a break. Fan interaction, I think it's going to be pretty minimal, unfortunately, but we'll see. We are back here on Timberwolves Explosion <laughs> Fan Interaction segment. Twitter account is at TWolvesEX. At TWolvesEX, want to thank Vince Germano of the Courtside Podcast, Tanae Brown, and Levi Brown out of New Zealand for retweeting the most recent show. Of course, Vince Germano is from Melbourne, Australia. Tanae and Levi from New Zealand. Thank you so much. Derek Falska followed. Thank you very much. We followed each other. Of course, huge, huge friend of Brave the Wild. Helps provide fan interaction uh, possibilities for that show. It's so helpful. Just in case he's listening. In case he's listening. Obviously, much more of a hockey guy, but he's a, he's a sports fan, and he's a football coach, too. A defensive line coach for his high school in Wisconsin there. He's a teacher there in Wisconsin. Western Wisconsin. Don't worry. He's a Minnesotan all through and through. He's a Vikings fan. Don't worry. Don't worry. Local listeners. They might think, oh, great, a Packer fan. No, he's not a Packer fan. He said, bleep the Packers when I asked him. Vince Germano, I was talking about Anthony Edwards hit the, yeah, hit the wrong side. I'm glad I wrote this because I knew I was going to forget. I didn't mention it during the reviews. Anthony Edwards hit the wrong side of the backboard late in the second quarter. That shot was horrendous. He was only eight feet away. I was mad. (laughs) That was on Feb 24. 
I don't remember which exact game that was, and I just closed the damn thing. That was genius. Good job, Joe. <laughs> Good job closing it. We'll open that up again. I, I think that was against the... Yeah, that was against the Knicks, right? No, that was the... It was the, it was the Bulls. Okay, that was the most recent game. Of course. How stupid, I mean. It wasn't the Knicks. It was after all. It was after Chris Finch was hired. My apologies. Yep, I was frustrated. And Vince Germano responded with, he can only get better. So, yep, and he will. I agree. I, I agree with that statement. He can only get better. Uh, I think I responded, didn't I? There we go. I was saying I surely hope so. That was scary. Yeah, it was a terrible shot. He hit the wrong side of the backboard, like Darko Milicic. Remember when I made fun of him about 10 years ago on this show? That's how long Timberwolves Explosion has been around. 10 years plus. It's a 12-year-old show, actually. Um, and I shouted out to Ben Beacon of the uh, Lockdown Wolves, blah, blah, blah. Not shouted out, but reached out to him. And I got the stock response. Thanks, I appreciate it. Um, he may not have meant it in a stock way, but, eh, you know, when you say something afterward about, and you're hoping they're going to respond and they don't, that tells you, I don't know, that's just how it goes. So we'll move on from that. And good good job, though, Ben Beacon. I think he does a good job on that show, and I'll leave it at that. Uh, Wolves Burner, thank you for following. Uh, yeah, and that should be it for fan interaction on the Twitter account. And no, I'm not a bitter guy who hates everybody. No, it's just a, uh, it's just say I've been down the road, podcasting world. You, you know, you say, you talk to people, you interact with them, and they don't give you a whole lot in, in response for whatever reason. I, I don't know why, other than, they, I don't know. I don't know why. <laughs> I try to be kind. I try to interact with people and uh, actually uh, give you all the time in the world if you want to talk to me and, Give me the give me the time of day to message me, but this world is different. There we go, Wayne Hunt. I like it. I didn't. I don't. Yeah, I should have read this on the uh, last show, but that's totally fine to read it now, and it generated a ton of comments. Comments. I apologize for not reading it on the last show. I didn't. Certainly didn't mean to blow it off. But I suppose this probably did come up after that show. Now that it says four days, yeah, that must have been later in the day on Monday. So we'll get to that very shortly. Hmm. I think I read this already when I posted it. Um, what happened? Please. Facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion is the Facebook page. Yep. Yep, that was when Levi said uh, everyone was calling for it but didn't expect it to happen so soon and abruptly. You know, similar to what happened to uh, Tom Thibodeau. Everybody was calling for it and then boom! It was just out of nowhere after... I forget if we lost to the Knicks or something, or we just beat we just beat the Knicks or something. It was one of those East Coast teams. Uh, we just beat them. It was like, yeah, I think we just beat the Knicks, and it was like, oh, not bad. That was not a bad game. And then, coach, you're fired. Coach, you're no, or, you know. Well, it was uh, Ethan Kaysen went in to uh, Thibodeau's office and fired him, and fired him, as uh, some people would say. Who is Chris Finch? Very cool video. I gotta watch more of that though. I gotta get back and watch it again. To really give my analysis of it, my mind's just blanking now, unfortunately. But uh, it is nice to learn about him, and obviously, I did talk about the elbows and how he does. Favor- he, uh, he's a really good big man's coach. He, he's, his, his, his offense is very good for big men, and that's a good thing. Because uh, I don't like the way the I don't like the way things have been, generally speaking. I'll get to uh, Wayne Hunt's post last because it's going to be like quote unquote saving the best for last, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean that in a good way because there's a lot of conversation there. I'll talk about Ryan some more. 54 three-point attempts. That was, again, against the uh, the Bulls. Yeah, 54 three-point attempts. Three-point attempts. We made 19, so French dips, hello. But 54? Don't you think that's crazy? 
That was against the Bucks. Yeah, because it was February 24th, but at 1 in the morning almost. I was like, what is going on? The response is, Tanae Brown out of New Zealand says, This game started off fun to watch, and it was, but all the fouls just made it boring as hell. Wolves couldn't do anything against Giannis. And then the barrage of threes clanging off the rim in the third and the fourth. Flat out boring. I should have gotten NHL season pass instead of league pass. Ha ha. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I love that line. I love that line. Yep. <laughs> I know what you mean, buddy. I do 100%. And you know what? NHL season pass is very nice to have. Just to let you know. Uh, it, it is. And it's nice to have. Um, it's, yeah. God almighty. What a frustrating thing. Luckily, I have local wolves, so... <laughs> but uh, it is nice to catch hockey games as much as possible, especially when, you know, obviously there's no wolves game on. And I don't like to watch other NBA teams as much as I used to back in the day. I don't know why. Like the Golden States of the world? Oh, oh the Warriors are on? Oh, okay. Nah, that's okay. I'll watch a hockey game instead. <laughs> that's just how I'm getting. Maybe I shouldn't be that way, but I'll watch them when it gets important, like playoff games and such, just to root against them anyway. Uh, I was saying it was irritating to watch, you know, missed shots and all that. Man, is it getting windy. Wow, scary. Must wonder what that's all about. Beasley gets 12 games after the guilty plea. This is the suspension. Wayne, Wayne Rainhunt says, Wayne Rainhunt, like Wayne Rain Ellington. Wayne Hunt is the Alpa dog of the courtside podcast. Wayne Hunt, Vince Germano, Stu Benson, Wayne Hunt from Sydney. Vince Germano from Melbourne, and Stu Benson also from, from Sydney. Wayne is a Memphis fan. Stu and Vince are Laker fans. The best basketball podcast there is. Download it. You will not regret it. You will not regret it. They will not let you down. They don't talk about... They don't talk about... <laughs> they don't talk about beer... Rest, they don't talk about beer for like like three-fourths of the show, like some shows out there, or what, you know what they did on the weekend. Like the whole planet gives a crap. No, they don't. They talk about basketball. Isn't that better than hearing about what, what people did when they used to party or something? No one gives a crap. Anyhow, sorry for that mini rant out of nowhere. Great joke. Courtside. Okay, I'll say this as a guy who's been backing Beasley since I first saw him play in Denver. And then a parenthesis, still secretly want him in Memphis. I'm sure you do. Yep, uh, he's he's been a nice find. He's kept his off-court issues away from the game. No matter... What has been said about his private life, he's never let it affect his performance on the court and has been the most consistent one of everyone on the team. And you are dead accurate, my friend. You're dead on. And like I was saying earlier about the contract, a lot of players, when they get that big bucks, after they struggled for a while, to finally get minutes and this and that, then they follow up with just being lame and disappointing the rest of their contract. Where uh, Beasley, no, he's gotten better. He's averaging 20 points a game, and it's not just inflated stats. <laughs> he's doing a hell of a job. It's unfortunate he's suspended until the 27th of March, but that's how it's going to be. He's going to play one last game against the Wizards. That wraps up the threads for Facebook, the uh, threads from myself. Now it's Wayne Hunt's thread. It is Wayne Hunt. Center stage is yours. Here we go. Well, it's about time, says Wayne Hunt. But how are you going to let Ryan Saunders hang around after a 7-24 and start, considering the roster he had, even with Townsend in games? It will be interesting to see how Chris Finch can change the culture of this team. Not sure a multi-year deal was the way to go, but maybe that was the only way to pry him from the Raptors. Or maybe it was. Pretty sure he was in Houston at some stage. Maybe it's a Rosas connection. Good luck, Minnie. Yes. Yep, yep. He worked with uh, Vince's favorite guy, Coach Pringles, formerly known as Pringles because he shaved the mustache off. Maybe he, got, maybe he didn't want to be called Mr. Pringles anymore. 
But um, Coach Pringles, that would be Mike Dan Tony. Not Dan Tony, Mike Dan Tony. It's Dan Tony, mate. And we need to get some stops. Oh, I love when Vince said that. He was making fun of Mike Dan Tony <laughs> when he was the Lakers coach. We need to get some stops. Yeah, that's like a classic bad defensive coach. Talking about, oh, let's get some stops, guys. Come on, let's play, let's play some defense now. <laughs> I think he's got a chance, though. I like, from what I'm hearing about Chris Finch with his offensive style, I'm interested. I'm intrigued. I'm in. Um, wait, the hired a new coach. Who said this? How come it's just showing their images? That's the name Brown? What, what, why is it doing this? That's the weirdest... What did they do to this thing? Okay. Yeah, I guess that's... that's uh, Yeah, that's Tanae. Must have been right away. Yep, that is Tanae. Wait, they already hired a new coach? And then Wayne says, boom. I'll give Rosas credit. He always seems to get his guys. Vince says, yeah, because at least I know their profile pick. Let's not be too hasty with with credit just yet. <laughs> yep, that's what he's saying to Wayne. Uh, Vince is saying... Uh, Wayne responds to Vince saying... Agree, but hey, everything will be better than the last 31 games we've just witnessed. <laughs> and Vince says, God, I hope so. Today Brown jumps in, again says, From what I'm reading and listening to, sounds like we've just hired Mike D'Antoni Jr. Hope he brings in a good defensive assistant or something. Well, the good news is we still have Vanderpool. I don't think he's D'Antoni, but maybe. Maybe he is. And then Vince says, bloody hell. Yep, and yeah, yep. I hope that's not the case. Uh, Tanae says, maybe, but I just don't think Nick Nurse would let that shit fly out of Toronto. So, I think you guys will be fine. That was Wayne saying that. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, I think, I like what I'm hearing. It's not just jacking up threes all day. It's it's, it's leading to cutters and all that stuff with Carl uh, Anthony Jones on the high elbow. I'm okay with that. I, I like that kind of stuff. That's That's decent. I don't like jacking up threes all day. I definitely don't, but I'll, uh, I think hopefully it's going to be better than Dan Tony. Well, see, here's the thing: if this was going to be what Houston, absolutely what Houston was the last couple of years, we would have traded Towns already because they traded away Clint Capella. They just kind of gave him away almost. That was heartbreaking. You know, I love Clint Capella, and they just got rid of him. So, I mean, Chris, I don't think Chris Finch is really like Dan Tony, and uh, you know, or what they what the bullcrap small ball. Where, like, you really don't have a center. You just have a couple guys out there who happen to play that position. Like, Jared Vanderbilt and Jaden McDaniels are, like, your center and power forward. Are you crazy? One of them could be power forward, one of them small forward, not center and power forward. <laughs> so that type of stuff. Uh, the Knicks coach, the Knicks got a coach fired. Yep, there's uh, Philip Brown. He's a Knicks fan and joins this page uh, time to time. I like that. Yep, that is funny. Well, well, well. Talk about... The, well, 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 how the turntables. <laughs> That's funny. Yep, the image there. Thank you for that. Uh, thank you for joining in. Yeah, the Knicks got a coach fired. That's, uh, I'm just thinking, who did we beat? Because we actually won a game. Did we beat like a bad Laker team, I think it was? Yeah, it might have been we beat the Lakers with like without LeBron. It was something like that. It was a pretty impressive win, but again, no LeBron, though. It's not that impressive. It was something like that. And then Thibodeau got fired. Um, that kind of thing. With that said, though, I think I've talked enough. Super long show. Well, not that long, but long enough. It's it's over. It's over an hour. Uh, thank you always for the interaction, guys. Really appreciate it. 
more and more of you that are listening that want to interact, just jump on board. Vince, Tanay, Levi, Wayne, Philip Brown, don't go away. Never go away. Keep keep interacting. I appreciate it so much. And anybody out there that wants to jump in, like uh, Jeff Johnson, hopefully I didn't piss him off when I crashed on D'Angelo Russell, but, uh, well, <laughs> I'm not happy with D'Angelo Russell so far. Hopefully with this offense and this coach, hopefully it'll be significantly different. Hopefully it'll be significantly different and uh, we'll be saying how, okay, good, this is a better fit. Uh, say what we want about D'Angelo, but at least he's a better, it's a better fit with D'Angelo now. That kind of thing. Uh, other than that, though, join in with the audio submission if you could. Uh, all you got to do is open any smart device on the planet, free applications out there with free voice recording applications. Just open that, press record, create it like a phone call, hit stop, share slash email it to paladinolive at yahoo.com, paladinolive at yahoo.com. All of this information will be in the show description. Always for copy and paste or just link or whatever the heck you want to do to send it to me. I will then convert it into an mp3 file thanks to zomzar.com. Always appreciate their service there in a big way. Zomzar.com Other than that, please write a positive rating on iTunes slash Apple Podcasts, Audible, or Stitcher. Those are the three applications that provide that so far that I know about that actually allow you to review a show. If you could do that, please do. Give me a nice five-star rating. Tell me what you like about the show. Maybe even what you like to see improved. Other than that, God bless all of you. It's been awesome. Hopefully we see our first win with Chris Finch sooner than later, and we start seeing more wins and improved play and just things more in sync as we move forward. 